will run white basket and some some white socks with some navy shoes. I'm yes. I'm all over it. I'll take my style tips from your five year old self. Lynette Hecker is a vintage expert and an award winning journalist. We covered so much in our chat that I'm going to split this down into two episodes. The episode following this one will be called Off The Cuff and it's a slightly more off topic but still very much fashion related episode. We talk about vintage, fast fashion, whether celebrities should be wearing iconic vintage pieces and Lynette shares even more of her incredible vintage finds with us. But this episode is our regular Off The Hanger questions so I hope you enjoy. Hi Lynette, thank you so much for being part of Off The Hanger. Now when it comes to your career, you do so much. You are such a busy lady. What have you been up to recently? Right. Okay. Brace yourself. So I run a vintage fashion website, online only, no physical shop, called Lovely's Vintage Emporium. And next week, it's the 12th anniversary of that. And I run that completely on my own, other than I have um, a couple of models who every few weeks I do a shoot with, and I have a brilliant woman called Lydia Mancy, Lydia Mancy Media. And she does any tweaks that need doing on my website or every few years I need to rebrand and change colours. And she does all the technical stuff that I'm not very good at. Um, but day in, day out, I'm running Lovely's Vintage Emporium. I'm also an almost full-time journalist as well, fashion and beauty, lifestyle homes journalist. Um, I also do dog walking one morning a week. I'm also a dog walker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also a stepmom to two children and a dog mum to two spaniels, and I have a husband. Oh my goodness! So just just a small amount on your plate then. Oh, one more thing I forgot as well. I also run something called Feeling Flush, which is for women who um, get to perimenopause or have early perimenopause or early menopause. And we have a website and social media, and I run it with my friend Paula, who is a hotshot in the city. Yeah, so we run a perimenopause like help group support group called Feeling Flush. Because you didn't have enough on your plate already. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the same. Just give me all the projects. I just like to be doing stuff all the time. Most of my time, I'm a journalist and I run my vintage website. So last week, I was working for New Magazine and OK Magazine, writing celebrity features. This week, I'm doing a special fashion feature that I can't talk about for OK Magazine. This weekend, I've got to write a home feature for The Guardian. So, yeah, it's mixed. It's a mixed bag. It's a busy life. <laughs> Were you always into fashion from a child? Or is that something that kind of kicked in when you got to your teens? Completely obsessed from a child. Yeah. I mean, um, my mum has scrapbooks that I put together when I was like six, seven years old. So when, because a lot of um, shopping from home in the late 70s and 80s was catalogues. Um, and so the catalogue would get delivered to your house and it would be, you know, this thick, full of clothing. And we would, and, circle and, it. We would get a pen and we would circle okay. it and write our names because I was one of three. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Exactly. Exactly. And um, I used to obsessively pour over it, wanted everything in it, wasn't allowed hardly anything in it because, you know, the odd couple of things, I'd choose something for birthday or Christmas. And then at the end of every season, of course, the catalogue was no use anymore. So she would give me the catalogue and then I would make these scrapbooks. I would cut out the clothes that I liked and then put together different bits of different outfits without knowing that I was being a stylist, really. So if there was a Mickey Mouse T-shirt with a black skirt, I would think, oh, no, I don't like the Mickey Mouse T-shirt on page 50 with the skirt 
that they've put a skirt with, I'm going to go to page three where they've got some pink leggings and put the Mickey Mouse T-shirt with the pink leggings. And these scrapbooks are full of me cutting and pasting all these catalog pictures. What a ridiculous child I was. Not a ridiculous child, just a child you knew where you were headed in life. I love that. I love that it was so ingrained in you from so early on that you just loved fashion. Is there a particular piece that you had that you can remember as a child? My earliest love affair in terms of clothing, which there are, I'll have to, my mum and dad have got the photo, so I'll get that for you. But um, I have an aunt and uncle who, you know, aren't really my aunt and uncle. Everyone got called aunt and uncle back then. So <laughs> it's my mum's best friend, Auntie Faye, and her husband, Uncle Alan. And they got married when I was five. And I distinctly remember going to the wedding. And the reason I remember going to the wedding is that I was wearing... I was five years old. I was wearing a navy blue dress with huge red and white stars on it. And I had navy blue shoes and little white socks. And I had a little red and white straw handbag. And I matched the whole outfit, apparently, which obviously I don't remember that bit. Um, and also, I don't know whether I do remember it or I remember it from seeing the photos. But that is the first standout outfit, the star dress. I just loved that dress. That sounds amazing. I love a star dress. My wardrobe's full of them. <laughs> Do, wear it next time, Emma, with a little red and white basket. A little red and white basket and some, some white socks with some navy shoes. I'm, yes. I'm all over it. I'll take my style tips from your five-year-old self. Um, <laughs> now, I'm really interested in this one with you because I imagine there's two kind of different answers. There's probably the thing that you've owned the longest, but also the thing that's genuinely the oldest. So what would you say is the oldest thing in your wardrobe? Um, well, they're sort of two things. The thing I've owned the longest is not the oldest. Yeah. So I think the thing that I've owned the longest, which unfortunately is up my loft, and I did try and look for it, it is up there, is the pink 1950s cardigan I bought when I was 14 from the market. You still have it. I've still got it. That's incredible. Yeah. Also, up the loft, which my parents only gave me a few weeks ago, is the most amazing dark pink purple trouser suit from the 70s that I wore. And there is a photo of me wearing it. Oh, that sounds I need to do a blog about that, don't I? I need to get the trouser suit out the loft and the photo. It's a pink, like, polyester-type waistcoat and then little pink flare trousers. I was about six or seven when I wore it. So, you know, it's this size. It's tiny. That's probably the thing I've had the longest, apart from the cardigan I bought when I was 14. But my oldest item I've got behind me. Do you want me to show you? Yes, please. Right. This is a 1930s dress. Wow. Look at that. And it has, um, which way am I going? That way. It has diamante buttons and it has playing cards on it. Look at that. I love that. Can, I just love the idea of the stories and the places that that dress has been. You have to wear a slip under it, obviously. So, yeah, these are so. So I bought this a very, very long time ago in East London before East London was trendy. I bought it from a market store for not very much money. I mean, I remember it was quite pricey for a market store, but it wasn't, you know, I can't remember how much I paid. It's about 30 years ago. Yeah, and it's original 1930s with the playing cards. And I wore it a few times in my 20s, not a lot because it's quite delicate. And then by the time I got to my 30s, I put on too much weight for it to look nice. So the story of this dress is that I put it on my model about eight years ago. 
and put it on the website and a really lovely client of mine who lives in Kent and runs a business in Kent bought it immediately and she's very tall like I am but she is very very slim like I used to be slim enough to wear a 30s dress and um she bought it and she wore it for a few years then about two years ago she contacted me and said I no longer wear that beautiful 1930s dress you sold me and I was so happy because some items I regret selling right and it boomeranged it came back to me and she said, I remember you saying you loved it so much. You'd had it for so long. And I said, well, obviously, I'll have to pay you for it. And she said, no, no, I just want it to go back to you. And she posted it back to me. How Even wonderful. though she had paid, you know, quite a decent amount for it from me in the first place. So it's come back to me. I haven't tried it on yet, but I think I've lost a couple of stone recently. So I think it might fit me again. Oh, that's fabulous. Oh, it was just meant to be. How yeah, I'm never selling it again. No. It's never, ever ever going to be for sale again no it's so beautiful you couldn't what would you say is the most complimented thing in your wardrobe Ooh. it's a tricky one isn't it <laughs> i imagine with your pieces because they're all um very individual and not something it's not like you've got a zara jacket and everybody's seen the same zara jacket and they go oh yeah that's great yours are so unique it must be a real challenge do you know what i <laughs> At the risk of sounding arrogant, I get complimented a lot on the pieces. It's not complimenting me, but the pieces, the individual pieces. I get asked a lot, where did that coat come from? Where did that dress? I love those earrings. Um, oh, gosh. Yeah, I don't think I don't think there's any one thing that gets mentioned. Although, again, I don't have it with me. It's up the loft in tissue paper, but I will. I do have a photo of me wearing it. Um, <clears throat> I do have a red Aussie Clark dress, but it's not the ones that you think of. It's not it's not the crepe seventies dress. It's an eighties. It's still an original Aussie Clark, but he briefly in the eighties did a completely different style, and it's um, <clears throat> it's a maxi and it's got silver around the neckline and it's got the eighties Aussie Clark label on it. I mean, it's still very valuable and it's very heavy fabric. Um, and I haven't worn it a lot. I've worn it like on a New Year's Eve. I wore it to a wedding. But, you know, I've had it for nearly 20 years and I've probably worn it 10 times. And every time I've worn that, I've had people rave about it and they haven't known it's an Aussie Clark. It's and to a lot of people, that doesn't mean anything anyway. Yeah. But It sounds fabulous, though. What an incredible. I can't wait to see the photo of it. It sounds amazing. Yeah, it's a brilliant dress. Now, what's the most expensive piece in your wardrobe? You don't have to tell us how much if you don't want to. Some people do. Some people don't. But what's the right, most expensive well, luckily, there's a way around this one because the most expensive piece of my wardrobe I didn't pay for. Oh, you see, now that's good. <laughs> yeah. Are you ready for this? Yes. I got given this, given it in 2001 when I was beauty director of Eve magazine, which was a BBC a magazine published by the BBC, a women's magazine. And I was their beauty director and the Chanel press office. Oh my God. Gave me this as a Christmas present. I had to get permission to accept it, obviously, from my boss at the time and from the BBC. And they said it was acceptable for me to receive it because I had done a lot of work with Chanel that year. They advertised with us, and I had been to Paris and I had met their perfumers and their makeup house, and I'd written some features and I'd been nominated for some awards for the features I'd written. So they deemed it acceptable that I could accept this. What do you think is in here? Is it a uh, flap over 
crossbody. What is it? Is it the quilted? Oh my goodness, I'm so excited. Oh, look. Oh, you see, that's my dream piece. Look at that. That is so beautiful. I've had it for 22 years. And look at still how in the bowl, it's still in the bag. Pristine condition. I don't, I don't take it out that often. Weddings and funerals. Oh, but it's beautiful. And a piece of that quality, though, that is the piece that lasts a lifetime. That's not even just, you know, yeah. giving it lip service. They do last a lifetime. It's fabric. I don't know whether you can see. It, it's actually fabric and it's grey. It's like a grey, fluffy, woolly type fabric. Beautiful. So I would hazard a guess that that is the most expensive item in my wardrobe. Um, prices of Chanel go up and down all the time. They vary. This is 22 years old. It's only had one owner. I, I can, you know, prove the provenance. It's in the box and the bag. So it's probably probably worth about £4,000 at the moment. Yes. Yeah. It, it probably would have been 800 to buy at the time. Yeah. Wow. What a piece. What a gift. That's incredible. <laughs> I know. So lucky. I bet that was a good day at work when that turned up. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I literally could not believe it. <laughs> oh my goodness. Now, I think this will be another really interesting one with you because it's what's the newest piece in your wardrobe? So right. I imagine it's we'll have to go with the newest thing that you have as opposed to something that's brand new that's just come out of a shop. Well, it depends. I The newest vintage thing I have is behind me that I bought. I bought it at Christmas to wear on Christmas Day. But I also have a new modern piece that's in my wardrobe that I don't need to show you if you don't want to because it's modern. Oh, no, I'd like to see both if that's okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's rare that I buy modern designer, but I fell in love with it. And actually, it's probably my most, I hate to say this as a vintage lover, but it is my most commented on piece that I wear. And I wear it all the time and people comment on it, but it's not vintage. But it was quite expensive for me. I mean, it's not Chanel or anything. It's like mid-designer. It's Stella Nova, nice. which is the Scandinavian designer. So their pieces are sort of between 200 and 400. They're not thousands. Um, but, you know, I don't normally spend £250 on a jacket, but on this occasion, it was just so beautiful. I had to. Shall I, shall I go and get it? Yes, please. I'd love to see it. And then I'll also show you the newest thing that I've bought that's vintage, which is behind me. So this is my Stella Nova jacket. That's stunning. I'm not surprised yeah. you fell in love with that. That is so striking and so unusual. Yeah. And I cannot even tell you, I've had it about six months and I've just worn it constantly, cost per wear already. Amazing. I mean, you know, I wear it smartly over dresses. I wear it with T-shirts and jeans. I mean, I literally just completely live in it. And it is a rare modern piece that I've bought, but I know I'll have it for 20 years. But this you know, is, it's future vintage. That's a, literally what I was about to say. It's finding those pieces that are like little gems that you know you're going to have for years and years that are then eventually will be vintage. Because if we only ever invest in fast fashion if we only ever buy fast fashion then one day there'll be no vintage because none of that fashion is going to stay around it's about finding no, those pieces that in 20 30 years time we've managed to keep and that have uh, stayed really nice because they were quality pieces to begin with yeah buy less but buy better yes which is what i'm trying to do you know i'm not saying i haven't been guilty in the past of of buying too much and buying cheaper you know years ago there were times where I just did that. You know, I, I lived in London. I was a magazine journalist. I was busy. I suddenly had to go to an event. I would just 
pop into Oasis or Topshop and buy myself a dress like 20 years ago. But the difference is I wasn't getting packages delivered to my house every week, which is what happens to people now where they're ordering 10 things a week from some of the very cheap um, websites, you know. Um, even the, the Topshop and Oasis pieces from the noughties are still lasting now, actually. They were good quality, but I mean, they were sort of arguably fast fashion because, you know, who knows what sweatshop they might have been made in. I don't know. They might not have been for those particular brands. But, you know, I don't do that anymore. I, I don't just go to the high street and buy willy nilly. There's lots of high street brands near where I live and I don't even step in those shops because that's not how I like to shop, you know. But the Stella Nova is um, an exception to that. I love that brand. So what was your newest vintage piece? Ah, yes. Right. I'll take it off the hanger up. Actually, I'll hold it on the hanger to show you how it drapes. Nice. And then I'll take it off the hanger to show you in detail. So this is a 70s designer called YUKI London. Made, made in the UK. That tells you it's old as well because things just aren't made in the UK anymore. And it's the same kind of heavy viscose fabric that my Aussie Clark dress is, actually. And I reckon it was... I don't know whether it was a dupe of the Aussie or just they were all making similar dresses around the same time, but it's got the sequins around the neckline, but it's got these amazing like waterfall sleeves and it just drapes on the body. You feel like a goddess in it and it's maxi. It goes all the way down. And because I'm five foot 11, wow. this dress is, is about six foot two. It's amazing. And the back of it has these incredible buttons, oh, fabric buttons. Lovely. Have you, um, have you? And I bought that for Christmas. I wore that on Christmas Day. That's fabulous. I love that. I love the neckline on it. Show you the earrings I bought with it. I yes. bought some. I bought some eighties earrings, obviously vintage as well, to go with it for Christmas Day. That came in the original packaging. Nice. And these are the earrings. How mad are these? Da, da, da. <laughs> I love those. So that was my Christmas Day outfit this year. They are incredible. What I can't help myself. I've got a house full of clothes. Didn't need a very expensive 70s designer dress and a very cheap pair of 80s earrings, but I just, just can't help myself. But they looked fabulous. There you go. They're great. I love them. I love them. I love the whole 70s vibe at the moment. I've been watching Daisy Jones and the Six. I don't know. Oh, yes. And so obviously I'm now a little bit obsessed with her entire wardrobe. I'm like, oh my God, I just want to swish around in 70s caftans all day. If only we had yeah. the weather. <laughs> But you can, you can switch around. Wear woolly tights and a thermal top underneath the caftan. To be fair, I wear all my summer dresses all year round. I've always just got yeah. thermals on underneath things because I just think, well, I still want to wear that now. I don't care that it's grey outside. I want to wear the colourful thing. Exactly. Have you got a sent most sentimental piece in your wardrobe? Are you very sentimental when it comes to the things that you own? Definitely. I have a dress which, again, sorry, is up in the loft. Um, and it would need ironing, and it's about, I don't know, it's not very big. So basically, I was at university in the 90s, and um, I fell in love, like properly fell in love for the first time. I'd had a couple of boyfriends before, but this was, like, ridiculous. The guy was um, 10 years older than me, and um, he sadly died a couple of years ago, actually. Um, oh, so he's no longer with us, so I'm, you know, I don't, it's fine to talk about him. Not that I'm going to say anything controversial or anything, but... Um, yeah, so I, I met him. He was 10 years older than me. He was an officer in the military. 
and he was very well traveled and really interesting and worldly and just everything that somebody of 2021 would just go oh my goodness and I don't quite know how it's happened that it survived but the dress I wore to meet him we got set up on a blind date as well because when you're 21 you don't just meet 32 year olds randomly um it was just I was in a house chair and one of the other girls in the house knew him she was older than me and she just said I think you two would really like each other and she arranged a blind date and we met in this pub near the university and I was wearing a, a typical 90s tiny little black dress with all buttons down the front like a sort of broderie anglais type thing it was topped up I think and I was wearing it with big black biker boots and um I've still got that dress oh that's so lovely yeah I've had it for 31 years that's amazing that's so incredible what a lovely story that's amazing now is there a piece in your wardrobe that you would say most sums you up probably this one so this is probably late 70s, early 80s. Um, and I would say, I mean, it's colourful. It's vintage. It's a dress. I love wearing dresses. Um, it's on trend at the moment. I do. I can't help it. I like to still be in fashion, even if I'm wearing vintage. Um, you don't have to iron it, which I love. It just goes in the wash. I mean, it's cheap and cheerful. It's not designer or anything. But I'd say, yeah, I'd say that sums me up, really. I love that. I love the colour on that. I bought it for the website, tried it on. Never, It never went <laughs> on the website, never sold it, never. But, you know, it was cheap. This cost me like a tenner or something, but I wear it all the time, all the time. I love it. Now, I love this question purely because I am a disaster. Have you ever had a wardrobe malfunction or fashion faux pas that you can tell us about? God, millions, I'm sure. <laughs> And you know what? I'm sure even now some people look at me and think, who the hell does she think she is? What the hell is she wearing? But I don't care. No. I don't think there is such a thing as a fashion faux pas. <laughs> I, I, don't think, I don't think it exists. But when I first read the question, my immediate thought went to a 90s outfit that I wore. But again, it was when I was with this guy, actually. It was only because he said something. And actually, I think he was right. So for some reason, in the late 90s, I bought myself a pair of black leather trousers from Camden Market that were just a bit too big on me. Because I think they were vintage. I think they were quite old. Anyway, they're black leather trousers. And then I had these big, like, there was a stage in the 90s that everyone was wearing, like, platform boots again and platform shoes. And I had these big, chunky black black platform shoes. And I was still wearing bodies from the 80s. Do you remember bodies? Yes. Which were, like, long sleeve, and you did the press studs at, like, a nappy. So I had a white bodysuit with these black leather trousers that were too big and these big stompy black boots and it sounds kind of cool I suppose but I think it looked awful because he didn't he was very traditional being an officer in the military and I was very fashion so we must have looked really odd together anyway but most of the time he thought my fashion was okay but on that occasion he just said to me they look cheap and they don't suit you which he didn't normally and I think he was right I think the trousers and the boots did look cheap and I don't think they suited me so that was the first thing that sprang to mind oh oh well well, I suppose, you know, I think sometimes you do have to take people's advice with a pinch of salt because everybody, always. you know, you, everybody has an opinion and everybody, you know, a lot of the times people are always willing to overshare their opinion. Um, but then also I do think there are times when sometimes people's opinions are valid and we have to go, oh yeah, I'd never thought of it like that. <laughs> I think it was the cheap bit that got me. I mean, I didn't care whether he didn't like stompy boots or leather trousers. Yeah. 
but the oh. fact that he said they look cheap, I thought, actually, I don't want what I wear to look cheap, even if it was cheap. <laughs> <laughs> so what are your favourite shoes? Right, they're, they're not vintage. Well, actually, do you know what? They almost are. They're getting there. They almost are now. Give them a couple more years and they will be. Yeah. So I bought these in about 2006, so they're 17 years old. Hi, friends. Look at those. I love those. Yes. I love the heel shape. So they are... Um, she is Brazilian, I think, but she lives in Spain. She's called Chi Mahara, C-H-I-E, separate word, M-I-H-A-R-A. And the insides are leather and cushioned, and the outsides are leather. Um, again, they're not cheap, but they're not. They're sort of mid mid designer, and um, yeah, they've got little gold gold flecks on them, and they're navy blue, and they're brilliant, and they go with everything. Literally, go with everything, and I wear them a lot. But I've been wearing them for seventeen years, and I've never had them resold. And look, look at the quality. They're pretty good. Going so strong. They're amazing. They're my favourites. I bought them from, basically, I was working on a magazine. I was group editor of a company called Publicist Blueprint. And I edited all these different hotel magazines like Malmaison, De Vere, Hotel de Van. And I was editor of all these different hotel magazines. And we were doing a shoot and we needed some sexy shoes for an accessories shoot. And we'd ran out of time and the PR for a brand hadn't sent them. You know how it goes. Yeah. And I was in central London, so I literally ran to Liberty, as you do, <laughs> went in with the company credit card of the publishing company and looked at all the shoes. And that's how I discovered Chimahara. I don't even know whether I'm pronouncing it correctly, but um, yes, that's how I discovered her shoes. And for the shoe, I bought a pair of green shoes with a big red like bow on the front, which we used in the shoe. But then I got addicted to her shoes. I, I own about 10 pairs of her shoes. I just pulled out this one because I really like these, but I've got loads of them. Now, is there a fashion piece that you've been lusting after? It could be something vintage. It could be something just new. You know, is there anything that you don't have that you'd love to own? Well, the first thing that came to mind was a Birkin bag, but that's so classic. I think everyone would probably say a Birkin bag, but I would like one. I know it's a cliche and I know it's just a bag and it's not worth the thousands and thousands of pounds. But I just would like a black Birkin bag. I think yeah. that's a great answer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that sounds great. It's, it's not original, it's not different, it's not even interesting. It's it's a boring answer, but I just really want one. But sometimes you can't help it when it's the, the thing that you just want. But it's, yeah, I think I'd have to be like lottery win territory to spend the money on a Birkin. I'm never going to own a Birkin bag, but I'm all right with that. Yeah. I don't mind not owning it. Hey, you never know someone might randomly give one to you. <laughs> <laughs> yes now i'm back working on magazines again maybe i'll write about birkin and they'll send me one no, i think those days are over yeah. i bet the chanel press office does not send handbags to journalists anymore no, i bet they don't not. you never know you might find one in a vintage treasure trove somewhere that somebody's no idea what it is and you'll just stumble across it one day yeah in my dreams we can hope we can hope um yeah. is there a piece of advice that you would give to your younger self about fashion I think it's something that I said earlier, which is just have fun with it. D don't be scared of it. Just enjoy it. Just think of yourself as an ornament that you want to be the best you that you can be. And you can change yourself every day. Like yesterday, I had my hair up in a bun 
I had bright red lipstick on and I was wearing a Ramones T-shirt, <laughs> right? Which is completely different to today where I've got my hair down, I'm wearing a dress and got earrings. So I can be a different me depending on my mood, you know? And I think that's brilliant. Yeah, just just have have fun with it. Oh, you have been just the best guest. I have loved talking with you. Thank you so much for being on Off The Hanger. I literally could have just spent all day going through every single piece that you own. <laughs> I own a lot. We could do hours of this. I'm not <laughs> sure anyone would watch it, but... <laughs> but we'd be enjoying ourselves and that'd be fine. <laughs> yeah. I can just show you my wardrobe, Emma, on Zoom. Exactly. <laughs> we'll just catch up on Zoom another time. You can go through every single piece. That'd be brilliant. Tell me all the stories behind them. <laughs> all people can go to www.lovelysvintageemporium.com and buy very similar things because I only buy what I like absolutely absolutely that's incredible well thank you so much it's been lovely to talk to you thank you thanks very much emma bye well i hope you enjoyed this episode if you did don't forget to like and subscribe to my channel i will be posting the next episode which we're going to call off the cuff very shortly which shares even more of lynette's fabulous vintage wardrobe